This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 15. I'm Andy Mindler. I'm Trevor Williams. I'm Andrew Ford. And joining us this week is special guest, Rad Mars member, Matt Porter. Hello. That's me. I'm Matt Porter. Welcome. Did you like my uh, my radio voice there? Matt Porter. Why don't you tell us something you. interesting about yourself, Matt Porter? Hmm. I the first time I went to therapy, the uh, therapist asked me the same thing, and I said, "Without any sentence structure, wizards and forests." So. What? Did, that, are you a wizard and you live in a forest? Uh, I don't know. It's just what came to my head. So it's really, really um, awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, which heard is, it here first. Yeah, which is not what I'm feeling now. Matt Porter, wizards yeah. and forests. That's it. <laughs> All you need to know about him. That's your business card. Just says Matt Porter, wizards and forests, no other text. Just wizards and forests. Yep. It actually it sounds like a great business card. <laughs> right, no, no. I, I want it to be a double-sided business card, though. One side is wizards, wizards. the other side is forests. <laughs> yes. Just, just this the word. Nothing else. Is that your Tinder profile, too? Uh, it should be. I don't even know what my... I think I used something lame like Curiouser and Curiouser because I was obsessed with the... Uh... Oh, jeez, I don't even know what else Wonderland. Yeah. I've never used Tinder. I've been married for forever. Oh, Tinder. Yeah, I was thinking of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so similar. So how's everyone doing this week? What have Ooh. you guys been up to? I started a new job, well, two weeks ago, but it's oh. been... It's been real hectic because I also have my other full-time job. That's a lot of jobs. Yeah, it's a lot of job. What's um, the new job? But the new job is back in games. I'm working in games again, which is great. Oh. I feel fantastic. But going back to working real estate is hard after leaving games for so long and now coming back and being like, oh, my God, this is so great. Oh, I love this so much. And then having to do other full-time job. It's tough. <laughs> Being like, art is great, and then being reminded that you have to do real estate stuff. Yeah, it's like, paperwork, awesome. The same paperwork I've been doing for the last year. This is uh, one really, really long form. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it is. one long running form. <laughs> All right, uh, I think I'm going to get it kicked off here. Uh, the thing I wanted to kind of talk about Kick it this off. week. Kick Pow. its head off. Kick its head off. Pow. <laughs> Kapowi, <laughs> whammo! Head off. Yeah, we'll do some foley. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what I wanted to talk about was this kind of idea of and kind of thinking about of can storytelling sometimes be too kind of emotionally manipulative? Um, I've kind of had this experience in the past a bit, not super often, super recently, but definitely in the past where I'm kind of watching something and it kind of the story kind of turns in a way that it really feels like it's trying to make you sad or make you angry. And it's just going like so hard into one thing where it's just so just clearly trying to make you feel a certain way. And sometimes my experience has been, I just don't want to go with that. <laughs> and I just kind of check out of it and I kind of distance myself and it's like, I don't really want to feel sad or angry right now. So I just kind of sort of detach myself from it. I'm trying to figure out if that's like a, normal response or a weird response i think i'm kind of struggling to think of examples but the one couple big ones recently were like the kind of kind of prestige tv stuff like game of thrones is a really big one and like walking dead too where they're kind of 
those shows kind of lived and died based on these very tragic, shocking moments. Um, and in Game of Thrones, there's obviously a lot of basis to it in the books. And we could talk a whole shitload about how shitty Game of Thrones became because of the show <laughs> writing. But I think that was there were clear moments in the, toward, towards kind of the end of the show where it was like, here's like a really shocking, sad thing. And it, you know, it came at one point where it was like they were clearly past where the books had stopped. And I was like, okay. You guys are clearly just trying to shock me and make me really sad, and I'm just not gonna go with it. Um, I don't want to. This was in season five. I don't want to spoil it for. I don't know if does anybody care about Game of Thrones anymore. I I uh, don't give two fucks. Nah, I feel like that it. is absolutely fair game for spoilers. Yeah. yeah. So this was when they uh, in season. We can give five, a spoiler warning. If you give two shits about Game of Thrones, I feel like ahead. at this point you have to like go out of your way. To avoid, although I'm saying that to avoid Game of Thrones, but I'm saying that as never have seen, heard about, or read The Walking Dead. So maybe that's wrong of me to say. (laughs) Yeah, somehow you avoided all of that. I would also say that if you're at the point where you still care about being spoilered by Game of Thrones, kudos to you, because I Mm -hmm, don't know how mm -hmm. you managed to do it. Also, like, yeah. fucking get on that then. <laughs> like, if you care that much. <laughs> just waiting to pull the trigger on that HBO Max to just can't make the decision. <laughs> oh, Christ. I, I have two subscriptions to HBO Max now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not great. You, no. Are you trying to watch two at the same time? No. Wait, yeah, it, well, okay, so here's some fun things about HBO Max. Is I, I bought a subscription so that I could watch it on my PlayStation 4 for Lincoln because it has the Studio Ghibli collection. And then we uh, just signed up for um, AT&T Fiber, and that comes with a free HBO Max subscription. So I just haven't gotten around to canceling the other one yet. So we have two of them, except that I packed away my PlayStation 4, and we have a like Amazon Fire like TV. Like Amazon Fire doesn't have an app for HBO Max yet, so we can't actually watch hbo <laughs> fucking max even though i have two goddamn subscriptions wow you're an hbo limbo yeah it's stupid yeah i have the uh at&t fiber as well and the hbo max through it but like i got it like a week after i bought a studio ghibli movie or rented a studio ghibli movie just because i'm like damn it i want to see a studio ghibli movie yeah and then a week later i can see all of them for free and i'm like ah timing was just a little off Ugh. <laughs> I searched for a really, the the better part of an afternoon trying to find what were we trying to watch. I had never seen, it's like a really classic one with the big cat dog. Totoro? Yeah, Totoro. I'd never seen it. That was the one I bought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also bought that for Lincoln, like I, two weeks before HBO Max came out. I liked that movie so much, I, wa- it's, I watched it directly again. Like, I don't do that with many movies. That's great. I don't do that with any movies. If any. Uh, yeah, I think I've maybe only done that once before. And we watched it, and I was like, wow. And it's kind of short, you know? But I was like, man, that's such a fantastic experience. I feel like I'm just, like, prancing through a field the whole time with, like, a giddy smile across my face. And so I wanted it again. I said, let's watch it again. And my partner was like, okay. And then we did. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I don't even understand regular people's relationship to movies anymore because, you know, there was one day, I think, I think last weekend on Sunday, we watched the new Trolls movie. Like it was released and we watched mm-hmm. it four fucking times in one day. Oh my God. And then like <laughs> wow. today I watched uh, like Onward and 
What else did I watch? I watched a oh, show. Onward's fantastic. Uh, something else. Oh, Mulan. I. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> movies that I watch, and a lot of them were like over and over again. So you were telling me before that Lincoln watched Moana like five times in a row or something. Yes, we. I have seen Moana somewhere in upwards of like at least thirty times now. Oh man, jeez. Is it like? Does it get worse? Because that's no. a fantastic film. No, all no. right, good, good. <laughs> Fucking still slaps. I love it. <laughs> I love to hear that. Anyways, we were talking about emotionally manipulative <laughs> cinema. Yeah, we're the, oh man, people that people that like were, were listening for the Game of Thrones spoiler warning. The spoiler warning actually starts now. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Yeah. So about right. that spoiler. Yeah. Serious spoiler warning is coming out. Okay, so in season five, this is when there's... Oh, boy, I don't want to go into a whole fucking backstory of this. Basically, uh, Stannis, one of the characters, burns his wife and child at the stake in order to get favor from the gods. Uh, this was not something that happened in the books. Obviously, that's pretty fucking extreme <laughs> to be burning <laughs> your family at the stake. Uh, and, and that was like... And I think partially because it was kind of deviated from the books, which I had read, and I was like... I'm not going to give a shit about the show anymore. And it's obviously clearly like that seems kind of designed to get a rise out of you in a way. How many um, well, yeah. seasons is like a total Game of Thrones? Eight. I think eight. <laughs> so yeah. at season five, they already lost you. <laughs> yep. And I was basically just watching it just to see how the story played out and kind of like you, I don't know, watch a car on fire on the side of the road. So I'm curious about what your reaction was to some of the better written sort of like tragic stuff, because I feel like what made Game of Thrones interesting in the first part is that it bucked a lot of the sort of high fantasy tropes of generally sort of like a sort of clean, nice-ish world. And instead it was this brutal, petty politics going all over the place. But like The Red Wedding, for example, which was taken pretty much straight from the books. Did you sort of like mentally check out for that as well? Or did it sort of like still feel authentic and sort of you have an emotional reaction to it? Yeah, well, it's weird. It's hard. There's kind of no like apples to apples comparison there. Cause like, I think like we're talking about with spoilers, like I was really kind of spoiled on that when I started Same. watching it. Cause like you could not in like 2013, I think when like season three was airing, you could not avoid that. Like the red wedding is so crazy. People get killed. And it's like, okay, now you know there's going to be a wedding where a bunch of major characters get killed. It's like you can't avoid, even if you, even if nobody goes out and says exactly what happens, you know basically what's going to happen. So it wasn't really a surprise. And I wasn't really that bummed. Sometimes I get bummed about spoilers, but this wasn't really that big of a deal. So, and I knew about like there's the big character getting killed off the end of season one, which I really kind of knew about because it's kind of a meme. <laughs> yeah. The, the red wedding, I remember. I didn't know what it was, but I remember people talking about it being like, oh, my God, that was crazy. And I knew about when it happened. So the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, is is it is this it? Is this it? Is it coming up? And then like when like when it came up or like was about to happen, I was like, oh, this is it. I'm like, all these motherfuckers are about to die. <laughs> and so like I didn't feel sad because I was just like, oh, this this is what they're doing right here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard for me to think of. A good spot where it's like yeah i was definitely like along for the ride and sad about a character getting killed off or something surprising you know i mean there's so many moments throughout game of thrones like the entire television show like i, I would hope that some of them didn't get spoiled to you like the very end of the very first episode when bran gets thrown off of a tower like oh yeah that was was that spoiled for you as well no that was that was definitely shocking it was like holy shit that's kind of like you don't really that's the first episode you kind of don't really know what to expect but it's kind of like 
that was shocking, but I was kind of there for it, I guess. So what makes you sort of disconnect from the sort of like burning at the stake then? Is it just in your opinion that the writing was a lot poorer or? I think so. I think that's, again, yeah, it's hard to, it, there's just so much stuff kind of at play there that it's kind of, again, not really an apples to apples comparison because like Stannis was one of my favorite characters in the books and they kind of fucked up his character, at least changed it a lot in the show. And it, like, that was so frustrating to me because I like his character would never, ever have done that in the books. It was, it's like outrageously unthinkable that he would do something like that as character in the book. So when he, that was kind of the part of the reason I checked out was because it's like, oh, they just don't give a shit about the characters in the books. They're just doing their own thing now. So what did he do? How did he deviate from? I never read the books. So what was uh, his like? Why was that yeah, so different from what he what you thought he would do? Yeah. So I think the way they set up his character and the books and then kind of the first part of the show where they're kind of hewing closer to the the books is that like he's kind of taking advantage of this kind of religious uh new sort of religious movement that um is this kind of spooky dark magic thing and he has this kind of sorcerer spooky witch lady yeah spooky <laughs> witch lady uh summons demon shadow demons out of herself uh i won't elaborate on that <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was gonna say that is one way of phrasing it <laughs> uh and so you kind of get the impression that in the in the books, this is the original character. It's like he's not really a believer. He's just kind of taking advantage of it. So like right. for him to go to such an insane length to like, you know, he's making the sacrifice to like get favor from his God. Right. Like he wouldn't have actually gone that far. I don't think. Because he was just leveraging it, not actually believing it. Do you think it's possible that like he just got swept up in it after being around it for so long? yeah i don't think so just because his character is so like no nonsense he's just like a tough like badass it doesn't take any shit from anybody kind of thing yeah so and that's kind of why i liked his character so yeah it sounds different than in the show because in the show like it's from watching it like my take on stannis was like he was like totally bought in on this new religion like i didn't get that he was like just using it i got it that he was like like through and through believer yeah yeah same which i guess is why it's upsetting. <laughs> so I'm curious, like you, you had mentioned like Walking Dead. Mm. I I have a weird relationship with Walking Dead. Uh, I watched, I think the first two seasons and then just never picked it back up. And like, I watched the second season, but it seemed bad. And actually like <laughs> the, the show seemed kind of bad after like, the pilot of the first episode like the pilot was fucking great and then after that i was like this is this isn't so it, it was it felt like it just kind of meandered after that yeah i had kind of the same reaction where like the pilot is phenomenal it was kind of like a totally different vibe than the rest of the show like the for people who don't know the pilot is just like it's just rick grimes i think just by himself in this kind of abandoned city because like the yeah. zombie apocalypse has started and it's just this so desolate and bleak and kind of weird and sparse and not what you'd expect from a tv show at the time anyway and like waking up in like a hospital and like it's yeah. just like crazy yeah, I mean, yeah it felt like a movie i think more than yes. anything i'm really excited for it i I've, just to catch everyone else up i have not seen heard or spoiled anything with the walking dead i've not read it or seen in any of the show and i don't know anything about it. i'm going in totally blind and last weekend i just got the first compendium which is like 
ridiculously long. It's like three inches thick of a book. <laughs> uh, but I'm super pumped about it because everyone says such great things about the book. And um, I, I, I can't believe I've made it so far without, <laughs> <laughs> without hearing anything. I'm going in like totally blind. I'm glad I'm going with the books first because it kind of sounds like you guys are saying the show is kind of dog, dog doo-doo. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, would, I don't know if it's that bad, really. It's just kind of like, it kind of started out with this really cool thing, and then it kind of just devolved into like, oh, it's a character drama with zombies. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm drawn to about it. Like, I, I heard that it's a, because I don't really give a crap about zombies. Uh, I mean, they're cool, I guess. But I'm really interested in, like, people and, like, people-to-people relationships and what drives people and what people are afraid of etc etc so that's what drew me to it i think maybe also like i didn't really anchor on any characters in the walking dead um like well that seems you kind of start off with like rick but then he kind of gets a little goofy and i never felt like i really found a character that like you know, I started to be in like, yeah, I want, like, I'm rooting for them. And at that point, like, it starts to fall apart because it's like a bunch of people I don't care about doing stuff I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched a couple seasons of it and it kind of felt like, okay, we're going to kill off a bunch of characters. Now let's introduce a bunch of new characters. Now let's kill a bunch of them off. Let's introduce more characters. Let's kill them off. Bam. Drama. Yeah. 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 So specifically... Sorry, I don't want to get too spoilery for for Porter, but if you if you other guys like kind of remember the like mid season cliffhanger of season two, that's kind of where I dropped off, which kind of a similar situation as the Game of Thrones thing, where uh you know trying not to spoil too much, a minor character gets killed off, and it's like you kind of see it coming. It's kind of like a big thing in the beginning of season two. They're looking for this person, and just like they just milked it like so hard. It's just like. <laughs> They're just trying to make it like as sad as possible. So it's like, I don't really yeah. want to go along with this. Like, I don't know if it's me. Like, is it me not being willing to go along with like an emotional experience or is it just not well executed storytelling? It's like, I can't really tell the difference of those two mm -hmm. things sometimes. It's like how, how much of this is me avoiding feeling feelings. Yeah, exactly. And like being able to let go or suspend disbelief. You know, that's a good point. When I left games, I stopped caring about like quality in all media like i would watch the stupidest shows and movies and just have a ball and like a blast and i was like directly not being critical anymore of anything because i didn't like have to be you know and i don't know if like you Ford, if it's if it was it's just my mental state at the time that's making me not enjoy things or enjoy things but i noticed an it like immediate shift like 180 about things I thought were the stupidest thing in the world or were so trite or so like expected and then just boom I loved them I laughed at them I laughed at stupid jokes I enjoyed like trashy tv and it was really weird feeling this is like who am I <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to be like overly critical or like someone who's like constantly has an eye for like quality of things to like bounce off of stuff or to in enjoy bad yeah. things like yeah. um like i am i am all like i will watch bad movies or like whatever and like if like it's done right like i i am totally cool with feeling some feels about some stuff like 
if they're like if they if they like earn it and i'm just like and i like i'm watching and i'm in and i'm like oh yeah like they got me to feel this thing like i'm totally there for it uh i feel like the walking dead and game of thrones like a lot of the times didn't do that like and I, I yeah it's something to do with uh i don't know what it is like the writing or whatever where it just it didn't get me to a point with the characters that i needed to be and then it felt like they were trying to hammer at home and be like you should be feeling this thing and i'm like i'm not feeling that thing and now i want to leave <laughs> i i feel like there is a there is a moment where things fall flat and a show or a game or something tries to make you do it and i definitely have felt that before well even while i was in games so i think you're right like it just like someone splatting you in the face with an egg and you're like well there's that egg well so <laughs> something that jumps to my mind of like not like an example i guess like a uh something that made me feel things where like i i didn't come to it accepting that, that like i was going to which was uh we turned on the movie cars i had never seen it i have like actively avoided it for some reason for some reason i like i thought it was something that it wasn't and i was like this this is gonna suck and like i kept watching it like kind of out of the corner of my eye while i was doing other things and then like i started like sitting down and just watching it with lincoln and you know towards the end i'm like like they were like actually getting me and i'm like what is happening like i was not expecting this and like you know when Cars? they do that and like really? i feel things i'm like yes like good uh i you know i watched frozen the other day and oh god the ending like i i've seen that movie probably a hundred times now <laughs> like still like i'm just like god they did that so right like it's it works so well so i i mean they're magicians they're they're good at what they do i watched frozen and then like a little bit later, my partner was was like bawling her eyes out, texting me. And I'm like, what is going on? She's like, I just watched all of the Disney documentary making of Frozen 2 and then watched Frozen 2 and I can't stop crying. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the movie was good. The documentary was good. And so... Then when I got home, we watched the entirety of the documentary and then Frozen 2. Nice. Like right in one sitting. It's like eight hours straight of television. I'm curious, Ford, like are there any movies or shows or whatever that you've watched in recent memory that like have made you like, I don't know, where you're just like, yes, oh, God, it got me in the heart muscles. Yeah, I mean, the thing, I did the one example I did think of that is like a good example of like kind of tragic, harsh stuff that's done well is actually The Last of Us, which is kind of controversially in the public eye for the sequel. Mm -hmm. But the first game, I kind of knew it was going to be a kind of an emotionally harrowing experience, but it's like, it's still really, it's still really executed really well. And I, you know, it kind of rides, kind of exactly rides the line of like really making you feel for stuff that's happening and like having tragic shit like happen a lot, but not being. <laughs> Not being too much that you kind of disconnect from it. That, that that kind of again, I was kind of expecting that. Yeah. Um, but I think that one worked worked really well actually. I remember watching like the intro sequence or whatever, where it's like before like everything falls apart. Like what is it? The night that like things start going sideways, and you play yeah. as 
Joel, right? He yep. plays Joel's daughter, I think, in the intro. Is that right? Yeah. Because isn't it about him, like, in, like, trying to save his kid or whatever, and, like, he gets in truck? Yep. I don't know. Anyways, I remember, like, like watching it, like, when it had, like, just come out, and I was like, fuck, like, this is so good. <laughs> like, this is doing the things really well. I, I didn't end up playing, like, the game. Like, I watched a bunch of, like, the playthrough and stuff, but that's another one where I was like, they nailed that intro and got me to feel the things. It sounds like they carried it through all the way, which I don't feel The Walking Dead did. Though, did you guys play The Walking Dead video game? Because everyone says that's really good, like the first series. I played through most of it, but I didn't actually beat it. Mm. And it was like the dumbest choice that got me to stop doing it. It was like, oh, you find a car that's running in the middle of nowhere. Do you take the supplies out of it or do you leave them in place? And it's like, you know, this isn't one of those life or death decisions or anything. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to take the backpack or not. What if somebody comes back and the backpack's gone? That's it. I'm out. Fuck that this game. That was too much for me, man. <laughs> too much. Decide whether or not someone lives. No problem. Backpack. I'm out. Exactly. It's like at this point, you've already decided like whether or not five different characters live or die. But it's like, no, the backpack. Good God, the backpack. <laughs> He's just like sitting at the back of the cart, like holding a backpack, just openly weeping. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> now? Now this gets him? <laughs> How do you stop yourself from not just like pausing the game and Googling every single decision you make in those oh, games? This week, you gotta, you gotta just power through and make your own choices. Just do as it. As a human being, yeah. I was actually oh, really God. good about doing that so in bad Walking that. Dead but I'm absolutely horrible at doing that in any sort of role-playing game. Like, I've been playing through The Witcher 3, like, many, many, many years after the fact. But, (laughs) like, so often I'm just like, oh, God, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Yeah, I I recently started playing that one as well, like, for the first time, and didn't know or hear about... I feel like I live under under a rock for, like, many, many years. You'd never heard of The Witcher? I, I never played it. I've heard about it, but not to the point where I felt compelled to play it. Like, mm. I don't know what, like, what was wrong with me. I don't know. I just, I like totally didn't follow the internet for five years. I feel like maybe I was in some sort of like bizarro world where my internet wasn't the same as everyone else's internet, but that was the only thing difference about that universe that I happened to be in. It was the, you're in the Berenstein Bears. I was just going to say that <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> dude because like what it, i mean who i could happen that could happen i don't think it happened <laughs> tell me ha- have you heard of this thing called coronavirus <laughs> oh don't tell him yeah <laughs> would... oh he lives in bliss that'd be a, such a awesome like timeline actually would it be awesome or would it be terrible because it would it still exist or would it not exist for me but it exists for everyone else <laughs> How would that work? <laughs> this reality is very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one we're positing. the reality <laughs> of like a lot of people though. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Did we help you, Ford? Did we did we figure out whether y- you are emotionally broken or if writing is just bad? <laughs> <laughs> I may be able to know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was actually thinking. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen these. Um, these horror movies by Ari Aster that also kind of have this insanely dark, tragic shit happening in them. Uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. I Mm-mm. could not bring myself to watch it because I know that they're like very 
yeah like they're they're things that will do things to you yeah <laughs> and i i like i just i i've sat down like three times and every time i'm like oh i can't do this to myself right now i'm not <laughs> i'm not in a state that can accept this <laughs> are they well done though they're yeah they're very very well done so yeah the thing about those two movies is like they again i don't want to spoil too too much they have mm-hmm. this really really intense tragic stuff in it and you kind of go like <laughs> you just kind of have to steal yourself through it and that's i think that i saw this pretty recently i think i did a fairly good job of like not not just purely checking out just because it was an intense emotional experience but right. also those are a, bit, a little bit weird because they both of those movies again don't want to spoil too much they kind of lighten up a little bit at the end not in like a funny way but they kind of become more like horror stuff kind of happens and then it's kind of like oh it's not real <laughs> it's like crazy horror stuff's happening it's like not it's not real tragedy anymore it's like a movie so that was kind oh, of yeah, my way kind of out of it sort of because it's like yeah I, I don't i really don't want to spoil it because they're, they're great movies but that makes me think of uh i watched um ah fuck i can't remember it it's on netflix it's a horror movie about these like British dudes who go into like the Swedish wilderness or whatever, and then like one by one they all start getting like picked off, and uh, it's like there's like this monster cult out there that are like killing them, and then like there is actually like a monster too. <laughs> is that the ritual? Yes, the ritual. Right. That was pretty like spooky, and I was like, oh shit, this is crazy, and then, like, it's, like, kind of reaches a point where it, like, gets into, like, you know, like, almost, like, fantasy levels of just, like, scary stuff, you know, where it's like, there's actual monsters! <laughs> and you're like, wow! And, like, I don't, for some reason, my brain, like, shifts gear and is, like, less, like, you should be scared, and more like, oh, that's fun! Let's, like, that's a fun monster! Think about that! That's like the same arc that I had with those two movies, kind of. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, where my brain's like, oh, there's a monster? Let me look at it and think about that monster. That is a cool monster design. (laughs) Well, well, it's kind of, it becomes, it it takes it from something that's real and scary because it's a real situation to something that's so obviously fantasy that's like, oh, I don't really need to be scared because it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's that like your, your brain can like disconnect a little bit in that sense. Yeah. A little bit of a spoiler here, but have people seen Cloverfield Lane? Yes. Uh, yeah. Nope. Was it in the last <laughs> five years? <laughs> I think Before. So. Before Maybe that. just barely. Oh. Yeah. Maybe my timeline split goes back further. <laughs> what were you well, going to say about it? <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's not super spoilery, but like the first part of the movie is sort of like very much sort of like a horror, uh, sort of like kind of slow paced, uh, but at the very end, that it's almost like the genre of the film changes, like maybe for like last 10, 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where it like goes like full sci-fi adventure. Basically, which was weird, but it was a fun movie and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. I, I don't I don't remember being scared in that movie for some reason. I think it might have been because like I like I knew it was going to be like there were going to be aliens at some point. And so mainly I was just like, let's get through all of this until the aliens happen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially if you've seen the first, the first Cloverfield movie, there's obviously something supernatural kind of happening. So you kind of know that, yeah, there's going to be some weird shit. Yeah. Giant, giant Godzilla space monsters. I saw the fort. No, not the forest. Uh, 
the village for the first time about two months ago. The M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah. Why? <laughs> from... Why did you do that? Why did you do this <laughs> terrible thing to yourself? <laughs> He's sort of um, a timeline where M. Night Shyamalan kept making good movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rarest he was timeline. like, have you guys heard of Avatar? <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, it was weird and bad, but, you know, it was a fun ride, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on, like, half the time. Um, but then I saw that stupid Quillbore monster that looked like a man in a suit. And guess what? It was a man in a suit. Spoiler alert. Sheesh. I legitimately do not remember almost anything about that movie. Yeah. I think I watched it and then immediately like scrubbed it from my brain like I do with editing these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> my brain's just like, let's get rid of that one. <laughs> Delete. So I watched the rewatched the Avatar. Not not the Avatar. Like Avatar the Last Airbender. The TV show? <clears throat> yeah. And the I knew the episode with I guess this is like so much spoiler stuff here, but there is an episode where in the second season where they all kind of have their own little vignette stories. And they all die. Yes, everyone. No, they were dies dead the entire time. Two. That was yeah. the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Uncle Iroh's story, where he's like gathering uh things for to put on in a shrine to. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, honor his son who happened to spoiler alert die in the war or whatever. But the voice actor who voiced Uncle Iroh, Mako. Yeah like passed away and that episode is like honoring him like in honor of him and i knew rewatching the show that that episode was coming and i just like the moment it started like the credits i started welling up and then he like sees a little boy in the street right who's like acting up or something and he goes to like calm him down and he starts singing the song that he sings at the end that's like leaves from the vine falling and i just like am bawling my eyes out and it's just like ha he's like happily like calming this kid and my partner had never seen it and she's like looking at me like what is wrong with you and i'm just like you'll know you'll know soon and i i knew it was coming i i was preparing myself for it like biting my lip as hard as i could the whole time and I still lost it like immediately, like thirty seconds into the into the episode. So some things just like get you, you know. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I cry at like literally everything. So. Same, really, I'm honestly. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's... I cry a lot more watching media than I do for my own life. I kind of feel like that's honestly part of the point of watching films and TVs, you know experiencing a range of emotions, experiencing you know, vicarious lives of other people. It's a great point. I, I think I'm realizing for the first time that I also don't do that in real life ever, <laughs> but do it all the time with <laughs> media. Interesting. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, hopefully that means that there's less like 
<laughs> like ups and like wild fluctuations of ups and downs in our lives that are causing <laughs> us to frequently need to like just yeah it turns out that down. we encounter a lot less zombie apocalypses personal yeah. tragedies ends of the world alien invasions things like that i have this really bad habit of laughing whenever i'm in a stressful situation like an argument or someone's really mad at me or if like I'm getting scolded or like if like I can't tell you how many like breakups have ended with me cr like cracking up laughing <laughs> and it's like oh, this is not the time this is not the time um but my body just does it I don't I, it's it's like I don't know what to do it does not compute hit laugh button over and over again it solves believe, other things I believe that's what's known as a defense mechanism <laughs> or coping yeah. mechanism I don't know <laughs> Probably both, all wrapped into a nice little happy package. Well, do you guys want to take a break? We all need a break to to cry. Yep, I yes. try to deal with our emotions <laughs> right now. Okay, let's do it. I could do. It. I use more water. Okay. Okay, welcome back from that awesome break. Oh my god, I need to redo that because I hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. The uh, awesome break with the same ad you've heard 15 <laughs> times. I was thinking about re-recording that because... Fuck. Uh, anyways, I guess now that we're back from the break, I want to talk about... <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Paw Patrol... <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh -oh. That's the one yeah, you yeah. chose. <laughs> oh well, I have a reason. <laughs> so, okay, I have watched. I have watched so much garbage, like kids TV. Like there's so much just shit, like CG, uh, like kids TV shows, mm -hmm. and we somehow landed on Paw Patrol, and I was watching it with Lincoln, and I was like, this is this is actually pretty good like the quality of it is like really <laughs> like really good like the the character design is really good the like vehicle design is like very like i'm like oh that's that'd be great it's like a toy you know like they did such a good job it's like chunky and like the intro just hit, like i was watching it all that jumped in my head was like this has big saturday morning cartoon energy it's <laughs> like like wailing like guitars and like a guy like singing like paw patrol paw patrol be there on double and it's like fucking stupid but like it gets in your head and i was like man this is totally like a toddler Saturday morning cartoon and then it kind of sent me down this rabbit hole thinking about Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> and other TV shows that like had like just that, that stupid thing where like especially in the 90s where they were like uh we need to have an intro where it's like a wailing guitar and then someone just like yelling the stupidest lyrics at you and it reminded me of like you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh intro wow. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> right? <laughs> that the first that long ass guitarist. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Heroes and a half yo. Turtle power. Oh, so good. And so yeah, good. And then like I was thinking of other things like Thundercats did that. And then like do you remember like the Dragon Ball Z intro in America? 
Dragon, 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 dragon ball. <laughs> Sailor Moon has like a similar really ridiculous one. I don't know if you guys ever watched Digimon, but Digimon has a fucking kick-ass one, which is just <laughs> Digimon, Digital Monster, Digimon are the champions. <laughs> and the Mega Man was the same way. That Digimon got stuck in my head for like months at a time. Yeah. And I would just walk around singing it under my bed. Digimon, Digimon, like all the time all the time yeah so i was curious if you guys have any fun memories of saturday morning cartoons or you know things like it like i was thinking about mighty Morphin power rangers because it was always on in that like saturday morning block and would also play in the mornings before school and shit do you guys like i i remember growing up like i like every Saturday morning, like I remember sitting at our like kitchen table and like a lot of the ones that I remember, like I was looking at a list of Saturday morning cartoons. There were a lot of them that are like Nickelodeon ones. And I realized I don't have as much of a connection to those because I would sit at our kitchen table and we didn't have cable in the kitchen. We had a little TV. And so it was like just Fox and the WB, which is mm. now the CW, I guess. So like only those channels shows really like are ones that I have like really fond memories of like reboot, like <laughs> what a beast weird. wars. I watched the shit out of beast wars. <clears throat> that room, that one definitely stuck with me. Beast wars. I, I like made sure I had every single solitary toy. I had, I had a really good situation where my grandmother loved spoiling the crap out of me and my my parents would never buy me any toys or anything like games related or anything. They were like, that's a waste of time. Why are you doing that? Stop it. Read a book. And my grandmother <laughs> would like sneak away and I'd take the trolley and go meet her at the Springfield mall. And she would just get me like five or six awesome toys that i was so <laughs> excited about and she would get back and her and my dad would get into an argument and she would be like <laughs> yeah, and back and forth and i'd sneak away and start opening up all the toys and i'd open them all up as fast as i could so that they couldn't return <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so i definitely have beast wars toys uh that was a that was a big one on teenage mutant ninja turtles obviously for me like <laughs> My grandmother made sure I had every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figure. And, of course, my stupid ass opened them all up instead of saving them, which are probably... Oh, that, that's shit. And, like, you gotta <laughs> play with your goddamn toys when you're a kid. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, kids don't buy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures as collector's items to sell later. They're not investments. They're toys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that way, too. Yeah, I had a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures as well as a kid. I feel like that was a lot of, like, the random plastic that I had. I remember there was some sort of, like, vehicle that they had that launched, like, pizza discs out of the top yes. of it. Yes, yes. I think it was a, the shitty van, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turtle van. What it was, was great. it called? It had a I name, think. didn't it? I'm sure it had a name. I just remember the little sort of, like, pizza disc launcher thing at the mm -hmm. top. It was the best part. Did you guys all watch Reboot, or was that just me? Oh, I saw I, that. That show was great. You know what was great about Reboot? When it was, like, picked back up for that, like, final, like, two seasons, when it got, like, dark? <laughs> 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 it was fucking rad as hell. Also, 
uh, this morning I was going through these. <laughs> I was looking at you know the intros and like trailers and stuff for like Beast Wars and reboot, and wow, 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 wow! Seeing them now, <laughs> like, how are they how are they keeping up? Yeah, they are real something. I was, it, it's it's wild looking at Paw Patrol, which is a completely CG show, and you know it's a kids show. What they're able to like accomplish. And then you look at Reboot and Beast Wars and like, <laughs> man, the technology and where we, how far we've come is crazy. I remember looking at Reboot, watching it as it was coming out, saying in my head, that looks kind of shitty. <laughs> I, 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 I had that thought this morning. I was like, All right, I, I do remember looking at different parts and being like, man, I wish this looked a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just I love, love how the go. big the the game whatever yes. what was it called the GameCube it was just like a giant cube with an animated texture on it that was yeah. yep <laughs> yes yeah it was really funny to me that it was just like a <laughs> did they have like hoverboards or something and like really bad floaty real floaty animation like I hope ooh, the, an- the animation was very rough in all of those shows like Beast Wars and reboot had just like the animation is very bad i feel like that's like one of the worst things that like they suffer from is probably like a time constraint and like yeah paw patrol suffers a little bit in that regard is is like the animation because they just got to pump them out yeah i thought beast wars was like the coolest most badass amazing thing i've ever seen growing up so going back that's probably going to be a big shock i have not seen it in 25 years so it somehow both looks exactly as i remember it and also far worse it's very strange <laughs> because that's another show where i remember watching it as a kid and being like man like rhinox looks real weird but also i was so young and like things also like generally looked kind of garbage all over the place that you're kind of like well i mean it's not gonna get better so. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they had those cool transforming animations it'd be like yes. well the rhino is a cool robot now wow i had the the rhinox toy and i don't like the toys didn't match up perfectly with the show no and so i was i look at the toy and i'm like oh like this isn't quite what he looks like and also like <laughs> And things don't move like they do in the show <laughs> and then you watch the show like as an adult and you're like well, that's just because they're clipping through all the things and just making <laughs> shit appear out of nowhere and <laughs> it's just nonsense <laughs> yeah i was always disappointed at the toys too but i kept buying them i think i was more just like trying to get back my dad though to be honest <laughs> i always really liked the x-men uh cartoon series on fox uh, that's because it was great. Yeah. Although, like, I recall that I only saw, like, the first one or two seasons, like, growing up, and I thought that's all there was. And then, like, man, it must have been, like, 15 years later, a friend of mine who was also a fan of it was like, oh, yeah, we should watch a marathon of it at my apartment. And they had, like, nine seasons or something. Like, they just kept on going, and I had no idea. Really? Yeah, like, they went super far into the comics, like... They did sort of like, you know, the Phoenix Saga, the Dark Phoenix Saga, some other stuff like that. Seriously? Wait, I didn't realize they went that far. Right. Like, it's crazy. Like, I I have no idea what the time frame was, but I only ever remember seeing like the first one, maybe two seasons as a kid. And I watched it like over and over again. I remember seeing I like 
it would be on at odd times outside of just like Saturday morning. And I feel like there was just like no continuity because they would just like pick. I don't know who the fuck like did this programming. It was just they were like throwing darts at a wall being like this episode now this episode they're like hey why can't we just play them in order and they're like fuck off this one then this one my uh growing up i have a really sad x-men story my is this gonna make me feel things (laughs) i don't know we'll see we're only got Um, our tears out in the break so we're good yeah Yeah, that's that's true we're going to just shout this was emotionally manipulative. <laughs> I refuse to feel this. <laughs> I refuse to feel things about this. Spoiler, you're about to feel sad. So my dad <laughs> used to bring me to, to comic book stores when I was a little, a little, little kid. And a little I, porter? Yeah, when I was a little porter. Like The thing my dad and I did was go to a comic book store, right? And he would always be looking for books uh, like deals on like really good books and i would just you know peruse around the store and while he was doing his thing and talking to the guy and one day you were kidnapped (laughs) no i got like a an obsession with cards and every time we went i would get like a pack a little booster pack of marvel cards right and I ended up getting an, a complete like 1991 Marvel top deck series with like multiple duplicates of each, like obsessed with it. I had like a black binder with like a holographic cover with like some sweet like Wolverine on it or something. And uh, one day I go to show and tell at school and I brought my like prized possession as my show and tell. So I'm like showing everyone and they're like, oh, these are so cool. And I was like, yeah, you. this is really neat. You, sh- you can have one. And so I ended up giving away like half of my cards to the class. Like, yeah, take this. I get them all the time. You know? And like I stopped like that summer going to never like I just my dad just never brought me to the comic book store again. And so I have like this half f- full 1991 like top deck Marvel card collection. And every time I open it, I am like incredibly heartbroken that I gave away every single one of these because I had the full run all in like mint condition in like sleeves and everything. And my stupid ass for show and tell just gave them all away. Oh, how dare you be a nice friend and a generous person. You should look at that and think back on like how what a like generous and like giving friend you were. Like that should remind (laughs) you of like the the like great child that you were rather than some hoarding bastard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I suppose so. My dad was real mad, though. He was like, what the fuck you give those all away for? What the, what the hell? Well, how much do you want to bet one of those kids is like has the full set now? He's like, I'm really glad that Matt kid gave me that one card and started <laughs> Matt, my What a fucking idiot that cards. guy was. Usually <laughs> <laughs> he sold me this $45 card for nothing. The worst part was is that we were like start, we, we started like trading them throughout the year. And like... I was just giving more away. Like, I, there was no trading. They were all mine. <laughs> you goddamn chump. They were like, I'll give you this Archangel for this other one. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have Archangel because I gave it away. <laughs> but you see, you could engage in the sort of experience of trading and collection again, you know? True. To I created my that. own economy, right? Uh-huh. You're just all going to track all those people down. I was like, I want the fucking Archangel back right now. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys watch Saturday morning cartoons? Like, did you sit down and watch Fox or 
Nickelodeon or anything? I like have the experience of like watching a lot of these shows, but I don't have the ex- ex- like specific emotional experience of like on Saturday morning. I feel like I always watch them in the afternoon or something. The only one, the one interesting exception was that there were the two Sonic shows, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there was the Saturday morning one and there's the more serious, uh, I forget what the name was, like Adventures of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was like the, the goofy one. And there was another, I forget what the name of the other one was. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know what Sonic is what. They're all like Sonic in my head, but I definitely watched those two for it. What does They're that all... mean? They're all Sonic in my head. <laughs> <laughs> there's the there's the there's the fast Sonic and the flying Sonic and the girl Sonic. <laughs> there are so many Sonic. There's so many different Sonic. There's Sonic. <laughs> but yeah, so like I was a big I was a big like Sega fanboy and Sonic was like one of the first uh games I ever played, Sonic 2. So and for whatever reason I didn't like the silly sillier show. But I really wanted to watch the serious one, but it was on on Sunday mornings. And I had to fucking oh. go to church, and I could never watch oh, it. I was so no. pissed. <laughs> Double insult oh, to injury. Yeah. I just realized Dude. I could just totally watch it now. So, like, what the fuck am I waiting for? I'm going to go watch Sonic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think Netflix has um, a bunch of Sonic shows, or at least one Sonic show. I don't know if it's the one that you're looking for. Yeah, there were later ones. I don't know if they're any good, like Sonic X and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I don't think that's the one that's on uh, Netflix. I think it's an older one. Shit, I'm gonna check that out then. I think I was a weirdo and woke up early, like before school, to watch Sonic. That's I, my so experience with Sonic. I did too. Like there, I was there was another podcast, or maybe it was like after we were recording, where I was talking about how I was like, yeah, you guys remember like getting up in the morning, eating cereal before <laughs> school, and watching like cartoons, and yeah. all of them were like, "Fuck no, man! Do you know how early it was?" And I was like, "What the hell?" I actually I I remembered now now that I actually saw the list it jogged my memory. I did watch when I was younger. I think yeah. when we were talking about we were talking about like in high school we had to wake up super fucking early because our high school oh, was yeah. insane and started at seven twenty five in the morning, which is fucking nuts for a high school <laughs> kid to have to wake up for. I digress. I just want to <laughs> do an episode on like how early like kids aren't meant to wake up early like because of their circadian rhythm and that schools will, like people will both do better and also it'll be better for the economy to have schools later we mm-hmm. should just god that shit drives me bananas but yeah that's that's what i was talking about i was real little like sitting there because you wake up at the ass crack of dawn and you watch cartoons and eat cereal and then get on a school bus yeah the one the one that i remember watching was samurai pizza cast that was dope. yes <laughs> fucking what i forgot to put that on the on the list Wait. samurai pizza cats please explain they're, I mean, I guess it's like an anime or something. But I mean, what? Yeah. Listen to the name. It's they're they're cats. They're samurais, and they love pizza. <laughs> what else do you need to know? <laughs> All right, cool, cool. I got it. I got the gist of it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> they they wore like Gundam armor for some reason. Yeah. Like they would they would go and like they would like they worked at a a pizza shop, and then they would like go somewhere in the back room or something, and then it would change them into their like Gundam type armor. And then they would be launched launched out of like a gun cannon thing on top of the pizza shop, and then they'd become samurai pizza cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. The the like I read an article about the uh, the people who wrote the dub for it, and I guess they had like so much like freedom, and they just wrote like bizarre ass shit that like <laughs> nowadays you could never do because. <laughs> 
people actually care about what they're saying for us like they they were like just fucking whatever man <laughs> like it's samurai pizza cats who gives a shit right yeah that must be like a really it was clearly like very like established kind of anime tropes to an extent at least for like a kid's show but like man i can't imagine how like different it was it's so weird to kind of think up think back on that that like as a kid you had no idea that it was from another culture You're just like oh it's cats and they're samurais that's cool i knew like when i was younger yeah. like watching it that it was different because i was like the animation seems better and like there were like weird things but then also like there was a bunch of like shows brought over from japan you know like there's like voltron and uh i don't know there were a few shows like there's um there's like uh christ some of the robot ones um i can't think what's of the, the macross, name. macross Robo yeah macross. robotech Robotech is one where, like, you know, when you're younger, you don't realize that it's, like, Japanese. But, like, there's a bunch of things in the shows, like, you know, things in architecture or, or just, like, the way buildings are laid out. You know, like, in Samurai Pizza Cats, like, they have, like, the, like, paper doors and stuff that slide. And you're like, that's weird. You're like, as a kid, you're like, I don't, I've never seen a house like that. But at the same time, you're just like, I guess that's a house. And then you know you grow up and slowly start to understand like oh that's not a thing here <laughs> <laughs> why why is that in there yeah i was going to say uh i woke up somewhat early back in like elementary and middle school and watched cartoons before school like cereal bagels that sort of thing and there are only two t uh, television sh cartoons that I can remember watching. <laughs> Fuck, sorry. My brain, like when you said, like, cereal bagels or whatever, like, my brain was like, what TV show is that? Cereal bagels. <laughs> is, is, it, it, is it a cereal bagel? <laughs> and then I, I, I'm, I think you were eating cereal and bagels. Yes. Good. I have yes. a good brain. But that being said, we could certainly make <laughs> such a TV show, I'm sure, if we really wanted to. But the two actual cartoons that I recall uh, watching, I'll be shocked if either of you have any ever heard of them. But uh, one was Mighty Max. Like there's yes. a mm, yeah yeah. Okay, so you actually saw the TV show? Yeah yeah. Okay, and wow. the toys, right? Yeah, like I was always aware of the toys, but like, and I never got any of them. But I watched the TV show and enjoyed it. That okay. was a super weird one. Yes, it was. He had weird. like the hat, right? It's like a, yes, it's like, a, like a time traveling or like teleporting hat or something. Yeah. And like an owl friend and like a knight friend, I think. Yeah, I remember a lot of like portals and weird green and black space. Yeah. I I know I saw the show. I can't, I couldn't, you know, like, I have no like mental imagery of it. But like, I know that I saw it and like, I wonder if I watched it now. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was i watching that was okay. one of those shows for me that was on like all the time for some reason you know how, like some shows were just on when you like that you didn't really want to watch but you watched yeah. it because it was on right. like I mean the men in black animated tv series or like uh, <laughs> uh let's see what was the other one um Mummy's Alive was one where I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the other cartoon that I watched in the morning and like both of these cartoons, I watched them because they were the things that were playing when I was eating cereal. That was mm -hmm. it. Uh, the other one was Young Highlander. Oh, wait. Wow. Wait, it's it, it, I this is a thing that I know about it. 
I feel like I've seen, like I watched a little bit, like it wasn't a show that I watched regularly, mm-hmm. but I know that I have seen it. And like the fact that you said that, like my brain was just like, pew, God, like that's in there. Wow. <laughs> I'm I've surprised. I wasn't expecting anyone to have seen any of these. What is that one about? So it's basically, so it's like a derivative from the Highlander live action TV show or, you know, in movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's, you know, like the Highlander before he's grown up. And although actually I think it was also in like a post-apocalyptic future as well. Because I remember that like there was not a lot of guns and whatnot. And there were occasionally they'd run across them, but they were like this forgotten technology that nobody had knew how to use and things like that. And also like young Highlander was immortal, but he never died because it was a kid's show. I think I remember like one instance where he got electrocuted or something and then just got back up afterward because, you know, he's the Highlander. Can't kill him, man. <laughs> he's the young Highlander That's... before he learns how to chop people's heads off and take their power or whatever. Yeah. That is a so... weird thing to think. There's a couple of these on here where like, yeah, young Highlander is an, an example of like one of these shows where it's like a derivative of something that was totally not meant for kids at all. Like Highlander is about, yeah, like this guy who is immortal and like cuts off people's heads, absorbs their power or whatever. And, and it's like, Oh, let's turn that into a kid's TV show. And they're like, so what do we have to remove to make this? And like, well, we can't have them cutting off people's heads and absorbing their power. <laughs> like, cool. What's left? And they're like, mm, shrug. Guy with the like, cool sword. Maybe yeah, he does, like, definitely doesn't cut his off with the sword. I have a few that were like really special to me that I watched all the time that are not on here. So let's really? see if they compare with Trevor's wild left field ones. Um, so the first one, it's three, but I, I, the first one was really silly and it was like definitely supposed to be a like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not. And it was called Dino Saucers. Has anyone of you guys heard of that one? This sounds familiar. I saw it on a list of like Saturday morning cartoons, like top one million list or whatever. There and I saw like, it and I was like, what the fuck is Dino <laughs> down at the bottom of the one million list? It was like it was like definitely Bebop and Rocksteady ripped completely. Like um zany, like crazy dinosaurs that were hellbent on taking over the world. And it had like zero plot lines that made any sense, but it was it was like definitely along the same lines as as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I for the longest time, I thought that it was a different show because there is another show that was I watch all the time called Dino Riders, which Dino was, Riders I've heard of. Like, yeah, like the Steptar Crystal. and We had a bunch of Dino Rider toys growing up. Yeah, so they were like the cool armor that you put on top of like the T-Rex that like yeah. controls his mind but has like the cannons and stuff. But the <laughs> I feel like a lot of people know, whenever I bring this up, they're like, oh, that was the T-Rex with the mind control and the cannons. Like the, because the, it was such a big T-Rex toy that I think a, a lot of people- fucking idea, right? Hey, let's take like the most dangerous thing that like could totally kill like everyone, and then like let's just add like guns to it. Yeah, why? why it's not, already right? a T Rex. Like <laughs> that's good enough. So the thing is, you're thinking like someone who designs weapons. You're not thinking like someone who designs children's toys. Yeah, 
That's Because, like, how could a T-Rex be better? Oh, cannons and guns and mind control crystals. Duh. Um, but these two, these two shows were, like, so similar. But one was, like, very cartoony and one was... Dino Riders was, like, really serious at times because it was, like... It was Save serious the planet. media. It was prestige TV. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Serious business. But then Dinosaurs was like, I'm an evil villain. And then like Bebop and Rocksteady come on. And then it's kind of like Captain Planet with like the team of heroes that like has really like heartfelt conversations with these dinosaurs in like pants and stuff. It's really weird. <laughs> Did anybody else find <laughs> Captain Planet absolute dog shit? It's real weird. I fucking hated that show. Heart. Everyone knows the heart is is the, the lamest one. <laughs> the whole show is the lamest one. Captain Planet fucking sucks. Like he doesn't like do anything. <laughs> I remember watching it, but I can't remember if I liked it or disliked it. I think I was just sort of incredibly ambivalent towards it. But it's yeah. like yeah. Captain Planet existed to fight pollution, and his greatest weakness was pollution. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good power, dude. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> he was a big time nerd. I, I did love the heart, though. I got the heart got me every time. I was like, God, that's so awesome. And then I like grew up thinking that that was awesome. And then <laughs> you were the only person. <laughs> and then life was like, oh, Matt. <laughs> no, no. So what was the third show? Oh, the third show was, oh, man, this hybrid show that was like half of it was cartoon half of it was the um, super mario super show claymation no <laughs> very similar but it was called mr bogus this, this does not ring any bells <laughs> another one from from porter's separate special timeline <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this... oh, we're no, stre- we're st- keep strengthening this theory i don't Ooh, know i don't like the looks of this i'm gonna <laughs> click on this i click on the link and it says hold up <laughs> are you sure you want to see this <laughs> it was so weird he would be like he's this mischievous little like yellow man with this wiggly wide mouth right oh i hate that, like, this i'm watching out. it and i hate it very much He's the, the the theme song's like he's a freaky friend and he likes to play. He's the awesome, bodacious, bogus kind of way. Mr. Bogus. It's so weird. Now and... that I'm watching this, I am I I have seen this before. <laughs> it was on like right before <laughs> Sonic, I think. I did not like it then. And I do not like it now. <laughs> oh, he just fantastic. did karate at some like dust mites. Yeah, the dust mites are his oh, God, the claymation. Yeah. Oh, that, yes, I remember that where he gets sucked into the mirror. That freaked me out. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was some parts when it went to claymation. I remember being terrified, like absolutely terrified, it's to my core as like a, a child. Wibbly mouth. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> There's like a baby doll. What the fuck? Yeah, it's super weird. That dumpster or the what is it? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> just we got a commentary live commentate this shitty youtube video yeah. the very first wow. episode it seems like everyone youtube mr. mr bogus and click on the meet mr bogus we'll go through it together shot by oh, shot no. <laughs> i i 100 have seen this and boy boy do i dislike this so much this is this is a thing that i wish that i had never been brought back into my life <laughs> so i like i would turn that off oh yeah get out of there 
I would get up and I would have my cereal, right? But I would also bring my <laughs> sketchbook. this would come out and you just spit it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Bogus. Well, like my, my you parents. my day. My parents would wake up later because I would wake up early and go watch this show before Sonic came on because I wanted to draw Sonic. But I would end up drawing like this weird, like wide, wiggly mouthed, like naked <laughs> dude <laughs> with like fighting dust mites and they never saw that show and would come and look at my sketchbook which had like sonic all over it right and i was like trying i would like pause it i i would vhs record mr bogus and sonic and then play it back so i was always one day behind at breakfast in the morning and i would like pause so i could pause it and draw it and the the like sketchbook was like you know a normal kid's sketchbook with sonic and then there's this weird like <laughs> wiggly mouthed weirdo who's like naked in the corners and stuff and my parents would be like what the hell is that what happened here <laughs> and like I just never I never thought to like play the tape back for them I guess as a kid and I was like you have to believe me it's this show and they're like whatever Matt <laughs> just whatever, like, stay away from your grandmother please <laughs> so that's my experience with that Wow, that just reminds me of another random show that I don't think I watched, but I saw the intro for repeatedly, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, God, oh, yes. I remember that. That's, I'm yeah. in the same situation where I remember the song, and I don't think I watched a single episode of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've watched episodes, and it's just like one of the... I, I know it was one of those shows where I deeply disliked it, but I would still sit there and watch it, because it's like, that. you don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> this was. I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Because Lincoln wakes up at the S crack of dawn, and like I'm half awake, and because it's like 5 a.m., and he sits down, and I'm like, "What would you like to watch some TV, bud?" Because I'm a bad parent. <laughs> and he, he's like, "I'm like, what do you want to watch?" And he's like, "Uh," and he'll just sit there, like stammering for a while, and then I'm like, "How about Totoro? No Totoro. Paw Patrol? No Paw Patrol. Kiki's Delivery Service? No Kiki." and then like it goes like, trolls yeah trolls trolls one or tr trolls two trolls trolls one or trolls two trolls just i guess i'm putting just on the trolls. new one okay no not that one fuck it all right you want this trolls no trolls i want frozen god damn it <laughs> and at that point like my brain's like you know I, he shouldn't have a fucking choice. <laughs> it should be like when I was growing up. You turned on Fox and you got what you got, and it was probably shit, but you had no choice and you just wanted cartoons. You so know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna institute that for him. He gets he gets Andy's programming, which is whatever garbage I <laughs> deem fit. Right. No, I feel like this is a golden opportunity for you. Like you can discipline him by having him watch Mr. Bogus if he can't make up his mind as oh. to what he actually wants to watch. Very oh, that's, good. Very that's a good. crime. That's yeah, I was gonna abuse, say. I, think. <laughs> I just I don't know what what jail. like what made me what compelled me to get up and press record on the VHS and then like continuously do that. I was terrified of Mr. Bogus and I was drawing him and like I don't I had a weird relationship with that thing. <laughs> You're like I, I hate this, what. but I have to record. I was I remember being like watching this intro video again makes like gives me to my like core like a little bit of like shiver hair on the edge of my or back of my neck standing up it's weird I mean, he does kind of look like a pedophile he he's he's got a weird way to him 
<laughs> Especially in the claymation. He's got a movement that yeah. is deeply unnerving. Yeah, it makes my skin crawl. Well, would you guys like to do... Hey, check this out. see trevor do you have anything that you would like to share with us this week so i was recently catching up on a comic called saga um i think (sighs) that the author's a guy by the name of brian vaughn he's done other comics like why the last man and ex machina um i think that uh, saga is still an ongoing series but um it's a very much sort of like adults only um but it's uh, sort of like a sci-fi fantasy type uh, sort of love story between two opposing soldiers um, and basically them trying to sort of escape both of their former uh, uh, like governments, basically. But it's real good, um, and I definitely encourage uh, reading through it if uh, you enjoy comics. Cool. So I just picked this up. Um like my partner let me go to the comic book store she for my birthday she was like we're going to to comic showcase comics and you can get whatever you want and that's when i got walking dead and i also had gotten saga like six months before when she did that and i'm so excited to read it but i keep reading like the first 20 to 30 pages and then leaving it for like a month and then i go back and i'm like i have to reread it i have to reread it and it's so so good that was first that first intro arc and i'm such a stupid idiot for not continuing to read it so i'm really pumped that you said that because i'm so excited for it yeah one other thing i'd add is i've been reading it online on like comic comicsology i think is the name of it yep. um and i saw that they actually have a collection of like the first nine collections for $30 or something like that. And it's like literally around 1500 pages of comics. Whoa! So like, if you want to like get the entire, like most of the series that's available right now, uh, it's pretty dirt cheap. If you do it that way. Does it have like, is the front cover like, a like a hand, a hand that says like one that's like holding up one and it's like a blue cover. That might be it. I can check while other think... people are doing their own thing. I have. I think that's the one I got. Yeah, but I, I'm assuming that they probably have a paper version of it as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just looking at the online one. I've tried to read comics on my iPad and online, and I just, I have a hard time with it. I don't, I, I like do much better with it in front of me. Yep, it's it's one with a finger and one. I just checked. Yep. Yeah, that's and it is one hundred. It's one thousand three hundred twenty-one pages. Yeah. I'm really used to reading like comics on the computer and on iPads and stuff because that's how I have consumed like 99% of all manga is Mm. someone's like rip or whatever, like online, which brings me to my uh, recommendation, which is Demon Slayer, the anime 
and comic both do watch watch the watch the show first because it's so good but then pick up the manga to continue it because it is pretty much like directly like the same thing um but the manga is very i mean the anime is just like super great yep do you have anything yeah our um kind of tv kind of you get what you get (laughs) kind of chat kind of reminded me of this weird website i found called surf city it's just surf.city mm-hmm. um and it's just kind of this project of some dude who kind of wanted to kind of recreate that experience as opposed to the normal internet thing of endless choice and the kind of burden of having to choose something this is just like a bunch of weird random videos all in a row and you can change channels and it's just other random stuff and you you get what you get and there's like music <laughs> and there's a woodworking channel yeah sports there's a sports channel that's all just speed runs <laughs> so and i've just i've discovered some like weirdo like uh you know old school like anime music video stuff that's like really nice and, wait wait yeah. wait that's that's really cool so so you just like tune in and it's just like random tv channels yeah well i mean it's it's clearly just kind of sourced from like random youtube or like they kind of curate probably it's probably just like youtube video playlists yeah behind the scenes probably but it's kind of like you get the tv experience which is like well, i don't know it's gonna come on yeah but <sighs> Yeah, you know, and it's really cool. I really miss that, like, sort that of almost Russian roulette feeling where you're yeah. like, I don't know what's coming. Yeah. Or I'm also going to slap an epilepsy or <laughs> visual flashing warning for Surf City because I was just flipping through it and there's some wild shit happening on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Enter nice. at your own. Well, I'm at a Minler on Twitter. Where can people find you guys? I am at Heckbringer at Twitter. I am at Redhesion. That starts with an R on Twitter. Also, SoundCloud.com slash Adhesion and Adhesion.Bandcamp.com. I am on Twitter. Are you what is my here? handle? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think but... it's Stakes. Yeah, at Stakes with three Zs. So it's like a stake that fell asleep. Yeah. Nice. My, my Twitter is a mess. So I think all of ours are. <laughs> yeah i had to look up my twitter like the first three or four episodes in a row and then you can find us uh on twitter at at team rad mars and then do you guys know other urls i'm it's this is what... rad mars i know so many urls <laughs> radmars.com and radmars.itch.io or we could just start rattling off random websites yeah <laughs> kotaku.com yeah <laughs> All right. I think that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys Sweet. for joining me. And thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. This was really <laughs> fun. Thank you, guys. Didn't... Thanks for joining us, Matt. I had a blast. I hope this is the first of many. I miss you all. Never again. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> See ya. And this is the final episode. This Back into my time, time rip. Didn't work out your cut. <laughs> we're actually gonna like cut out all of your dialogue from this episode. That's why we recorded Never. separately to make it easy to do that. <laughs> Just have awkward Long pauses. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. See y'all. And that's it. Uh, but Porter, you got to keep recording just in case there's yeah. uh, there's some some.
if, if just in case something happens. Yeah. Usually this is when the magic happens, when we're out <laughs> of our fucking minds. <laughs> I'm extremely tired. I, you know, I haven't been up this late in many months. Wow, this is like ending early for us, I feel like, at least a little bit. Yeah, I'm usually asleep by like 9.30 these days, which wow. sucks. Yeah. So the most important question is, is there any rat chat? The final opportunity. I know this is the last, this is the last chance at rat chat. And well, uh, kind of, I guess. Rat chat! We saw a rat. Yay. That's about it. <laughs> there was a rat sighting. <laughs> so we know that they're here and we're just going to leave. And we told the like, landlord, we're like, hey, you got rats. <laughs> we did our best. 